listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. I want to give you this before we go, before I pray for you on this Christmas Eve, uh, something that um, really has been in my spirit. A portion of it can be found in the new book that just got released, a 21-day fast field guide. This is a devotional that's coming up for the fast. We're going to begin on January the 2nd through the 22nd. And uh, this will help you immensely. Don't miss this. You can get it right now on Amazon in your territory. And uh, the ebook will be available next week on Kindle and Apple Books. But um, this has been in my spirit. And I put in the title, this is one thing you must do before 2022. This is so vitally important. Um, I want to show you something. Of course, we know that the Bible says that... Uh, John 8, 32, you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. You'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. But one thing I want to talk to you about today before we pray is this, that knowing the truth is not enough, right? It's not enough to just know what you should do. It's not even enough to have revelation from the Lord. Because, and it's a wonderful thing to have revelation, but it's, it's, it's just the starting point. It's not all you need. And one of the things that I found to be very interesting as I st- studied the word, Old and New Testament, it's not just what you know, it's what you do with what you know. So I'm thinking of Old Testament examples and New Testament examples of people that walked in the victory. And one of the things that you'll find very quickly is that there are people who knew what to do and didn't do it, but then there were people that knew what to do and quickly took action. One of the things that I'm encouraging you about for 2022 is even, especially if this is not you and has not been you in the past, I want to encourage you to become this person. Maybe you're already a little bit like this now. It's time to go all out on this, to become a person who takes quick action on what you know to be uh, true, what you know to do. Quick action, to take quick action. I'll give you the example again in the Old Testament, of course, of David. When David uh, saw Goliath and heard the things that he was saying, understood that he was opposing God's people, opposing uh, God's nation. David did not delay. This is what I love about this. You see all these victories in the Bible. David did not delay. I want you to put this in the comments today. Faith does not delay. That's so important to get that in your spirit. Put it in the comments. Faith does not delay. And so did David wait and train for two years? Did David go and get, you know, mentoring help and, you know, learn how to, well, I'm only good with a sling. You know, I need to get good with a sword and a spear and a shield. He didn't wait for all of that. He didn't wait for all of that. He took quick action. When he knew in his spirit what to do, he took quick action. And he, as soon as he gathered the stones, of course, the king wanted to talk to him, tried to talk him out of it. He said, I won't be talked out of this. 
in the same way that God put the lion and the bear into my hand, he will put this uncircumcised Philistine into my hand. And he went out against him, went quickly out against him and defeated him. He didn't delay because faith doesn't delay. Um, I'm thinking of uh, the 12 spies that were sent into Canaan to spy out the land. When they came back, and of course we know that 10 of them were in a spirit of doubt, unbelief, and fear, were grasshoppers in the sight of the giants. We're not able to defeat them. They, and Joshua and Caleb, you know what they said? They said this, and I love this phrase, let's go up at once and take the land. I love that. Look what faith said. Let's go up at once and take the land for they are like bread to us and their protection is removed from them. So notice how faith spoke about this issue. They already knew that God had given them the land. It was theirs. They already knew what was going on. This is our promise. This is our promised land. Let's go up at once and take the land. We're well able to take it. We're well able. These giants will be like bread to us and their protection is removed from them. So look at how faith operates. Faith does not delay. Faith steps out quickly and begins to move. And one of the things that I believe with all my heart that in 2022, as God leads us, as he guides us, we're going to get fresh instruction from the Lord. But as we get all of these things, we're not going to get these instructions so that we can sit on them for 10 years, sit on them for five years, sit on them for three years. When God instructs us, when God gives us a guiding or a leading, then we are required to take quick action. Do not delay. God's not telling you something so that you can sit around on it for 10 years. I remember people coming up to me many times in services and they'll say, brother Ted, would you pray for me? Sure. How can I pray? Well, you know, about 30 years ago, the, I felt the Lord calling me to preach. And I just believe that God's going to open the doors one of these days. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, seriously, 30 years ago, God told you to do something and you're still not doing it. Like how long does God have to wait before some of these people will obey an instruction that he gave them? And I think to myself, why would I, why am I praying for that? And really what I want to pray for is for boldness and urgency into the person that asks ask for prayer, because it's not about God opening doors. It's about us obeying what he called us to do. It's about us just stepping out by faith, not delaying and doing what he's called us to do. I want you to turn quickly with me to second Chronicles 20, because this is a perfect place to see this principle in action, especially when you understand that God is working with you on your behalf. God is going to fight your battles for you. He's going ahead of you. He's going to do these things, but I want you to see what was so important, even in this story where we know God was working with them. And that's the case for all of us. God's working with all of us. The Holy Spirit is working on our behalf. So we're not in it by ourselves. We're not doing it alone. 
the Lord is helping us, right? But I want you to catch this with me. They get a word from the prophet about, and of course, if you don't know the backstory on this, uh, it's a very popular Bible story. Three armies have united to fight against God's people. And uh, first of all, it looks impossible, but then they get a word from the prophet and uh, they get instructions from the, from the prophet. But as he is giving them instructions, I want to show you what he said to them. Very powerful. Second Chronicles 20 and verse 15, the Bible says, and he said, listen, all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid and do not be dismayed at this great horde for the battle is not yours, but God's tomorrow go down against them. Behold, they will come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the valley, east of the wilderness of Jeruel. You will not need to fight in this battle. Stand firm, hold your position, and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid and do not be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them, and the Lord will be with you. Here's a principle that I want you to get from this story. By the prophet, the Lord already told them, I'm going to fight. You'll not need to fight in this battle. The Lord is going to fight this battle for you. You'll not need to fight in this battle. The Lord is going to fight your battle for you. But notice what they still had to do. The Bible says they got a command from God tomorrow. Go out against them. So it's interesting to me that even though they weren't going to fight and they knew they weren't going to fight, the Lord spoke to them. I will fight the battle. This battle's not yours. The battle's the Lord's. However, still go out against them. So it blows my mind that they weren't allowed to just stay back in their tents and let the Lord go out ahead of them and fight the battle. No, they weren't allowed to do that. They were still required to take action and to go out against their enemies. And it's, it's awesome because when you realize what's going on, it's, it's this principle that we even see in the new Testament. It's that we're not going out to do the work without the help of God or the Holy spirit. And God is not going to go out ahead of us while we're off on vacation or sitting down doing nothing and fight our battles for us. Notice the pattern. It is us going with the Lord. He's leading us. We're following out with him and the Lord is working with us. When you go to the new Testament, the same phrase is used in the gospels. The Bible says of the early church and the apostles and the Lord worked with them and signs followed. You see that. And the Lord worked with them and signs followed them. So it's not that they were doing it without the Lord. And it's not that the Lord was doing it without them. They were still required to go in to do what they were commanded to do. And that's going to be the same for us. And one of the things that I've seen hinder people in the past is that they know what they should do. In fact, they may even have all the resources to do it. 
They may have all the equipment that they need or the finances that they need, but something holds them back from stepping out to do what they know they should do. And it's detrimental because you can never move forward in your purpose. You can never accomplish God's plan passively. It's always accomplished actively. It's always by taking that action, doing what you're called to do and trusting God's right here with me the whole time. He's working on my behalf. He's working with me. And I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen people that their, their, their own future, their own calling, their own purpose is completely um, destroyed or if you want to say put on hold, but it's the same thing because the, the bottom line is, is if you're not accomplishing what God called you to do, you might as well not have the purpose anyway. And so I've seen people that their whole future, their purpose is destroyed because though they know what to do, though they have the resources to do it, they just simply don't take action. They don't take action. And this is the key, whether Old or New Testament, we see it, that the people of God are required to take action. In fact, I want you to put it in the comments today. I am required to take action. You know, as we get ready to fast and pray for the new year, I'm not just fasting and praying so that I can hear God's voice. I don't just want to be led by the spirit. I want to take swift action on what the Lord tells me to do. I want to take swift action on what the Lord tells me to do. I want to step out as quickly as I can and obey the Lord in doing what he called me to do. So I'm required to take action. That is the key. Very, very important key too. Jesus said this in the gospel of John chapter nine, and he's speaking to his disciples and he's giving them, uh, really imparting, he's imparting urgency to them. And he says to them, we must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. For the night is coming when no one can work. Think about that. The night is coming where no one can work. So Jesus is not just prompting his people to start working. He's also putting in them a spirit of urgency with the understanding what we're doing is a limited time offer. I've said that often on the broadcast. The gospel is a limited time offer. There will come a day, as Jesus said, where nobody can work for the Lord. You will not be able to reach the lost as we can today because that time will be up. That time will be up. And so the key that I'm really wanting to drive into your spirit today is this. We ha especially if we're not, if you're a person of faith, you've got to become a person of urgency, a person of action. God is looking for people of action, people that aren't just going to talk, people that aren't just going to sit around and debate, but people who will take action to accomplish his purpose. No question about it. And as we do, get ready. Because see, as we do it, guess who's working with us? The Lord is working with us. He's going out ahead of us, but he still requires us to go out. Why? Because 
The Bible teaches in Hebrews chapter 11 that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews chapter 11. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So notice this. If anything that we did did not take faith, then the things we're doing are literally displeasing to God. So if, think about it. If my actions are not faith actions, then the things I'm doing are displeasing to God. Well, you say, why do you say that? Because really, the thing that you have to recognize is this. If God is displeased by actions that are void of faith, and we know that he is because the Bible says in Romans 14, 23, anything that does not proceed from faith is sin. Anything that does not proceed from faith is sin. So if my actions are void of faith, then they're displeasing to God. So how in the world is God supposed to bless us, supposed to work with us, supposed to bring us into a greater future if, there, if we're doing things that are displeasing to him? So how is it displeasing? Because notice, if we take actions that are not based on the word of God, not based on faith, truly what we're saying is, God, my ways are better than your ways. My thoughts are better than your thoughts. God, I don't believe you'll do what you said you would do. I don't believe you'll come through in the way that you promised to come through. So in essence, if you think about it to the logical nth degree, in essence, when we take actions that are either driven by fear, driven by anxiety, depression, whatever it is, when we take actions that are not based in faith, we are contradicting God's own word. Because notice this, the only reason we'd be in fear about something is because we didn't, either we didn't know what God said about it, or number two, we know what he said about it, but we just don't believe that it's true, right? Think about that. The only reason we would ever be in fear about something is because either number one, we don't know what God said about it, or number two, we know what he said about it, but we just don't believe it. Because why would I fear something that God promised to protect me from? Why would I fear something that God promised that he would uh, stand in the gap and uh, prevent for me? Never seen the righteous forsaken. Never seen his seed begging for bread. Well, the reason that was said is because God has a track record of taking care of his family. God has a track record of taking care of his children. And so if we know we have a provider, you know, Jehovah Jireh, he is the provider, the Lord provides. If we have a God that wants to take care of his children, why would we ever be afraid about going without or not having enough or running out if we're obeying his word and we know who he is? So when we start to take actions, out of the fear of those things, I'm afraid I won't have enough. I'm afraid I'll be sick. I'm afraid I'll have this. I'm afraid I'll have a breakdown. I'm afraid I'll lose my family. I'm afraid I'll lose my relationships. If we take actions based on those things, aren't we saying that we don't believe God will do what he said he would do? 
Of course we are. That's why anything that does not proceed from faith is sin. Because we're contradicting the mighty word of God. This word right here. Every word in this book was breathed out of the mouth of God. Inspired by our God. Hallelujah. And not only is it profitable and it's, it's useful to uh, build us up and to bring correction and instruction and perfect us, but also it is alive. It is sharp, sharper than any two-edged sword, the Bible says. It's active and it's alive. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. God's word is not some printed words on a page. It's not just something you say in church. This word is living. <laughs> Whoo, Hallelujah. Think about that. This word is living and active. That's why it can travel and accomplish what he sends it to do. Isaiah 55, the Lord is speaking about his own word. He said, when I send my word out, it always accomplishes what I send it to do. Never returns to me empty, empty never returns void. It always prospers in the thing whereunto I've sent it. Why? Because it's alive. God's word is alive. Hallelujah. That's why you can speak it out of your mouth and it will perform. It will do what God created it to do because it's alive. It's not dead. It's not just words on a page. It is living and active. Hallelujah. Go, go to Hebrews four. I want to read that real quick. Hebrews four, speaking of God's word. Verse 12, listen to this. For the word of God is living and active. Thank you, Jesus. The word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. <laughs> my grandfather, this reminds me, my grandfather, you know, he would hear preachers preach. He was very intelligent. And he'd hear preachers say, sharper than any two-edged sword. And he'd say, brother, edged is not a word. <laughs> it's edged. <laughs> it always made me laugh that my, my grandfather used to say, edged is not, is not a word. Two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Hallelujah. His word is living and active. So this word will always perform what he sends it to do. This word carries supernatural power. Do you realize there is no force, there is no force higher or greater than the mighty word of God. No force in the universe. The, the psalmist wrote in Psalm 138 and verse two, that God has magnified or exalted his word above his name. So there is no higher force. There is no stronger substance than the mighty word of God. People say, yeah, but what about the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit can't even function outside the word of God. The Holy Spirit can't do anything that the word of God has not set parameters for. You'll never see the Holy Spirit working outside the parameters of God's written word ever because the word and the spirit agree. The word and the spirit 
agree. So you'll never see the Holy Spirit doing something that contradicts God's word or that happens outside of the parameters of God's word because the word is the most powerful force. If God has magnified his word above his name or set his word above his name, think about how powerful his name is. I mean, it's unmatched. Even the name of Jesus, the Bible says God gave unto him a name that is above every other name that at that name, every knee has to bow. Every tongue has to confess, not only in heaven, but on the earth and under the earth. That means angels have to bow to it. That means every human has to bow to it. That means every demon has to bow to it. It's the name above all names. But think about it. Even as powerful as that name is, he has magnified his word above his name. Powerful. He's magnified his word above his name. This word cannot fail. This word is stronger than any diagnosis that you might receive, any report that you might receive, anything. This word is stronger. You know, there have been people in the past that I know, uh, and I've talked to them, they're shaken up because uh, there's an attack that's come against someone's life. And maybe you saw somebody that you really thought, man, they've got a lot of faith. And they were shaken up by the fact that that person was attacked by the enemy. But see, you understand that the enemy will try to attack. He doesn't care how much faith you have. He doesn't care how faithful you are to the Lord. The enemy will try to attack anyone and everyone. Look, if the devil tried to attack Jesus, then he'll attack anyone. You've not failed. Let me get this in your spirit today. You've not failed because the devil has attacked you. There's some people that actually feel like something's wrong in their life because the devil attacked them. Well, there's something wrong with me. There must be something wrong with me because the devil's attacking my life and my family. That doesn't have anything to do with whether or not there's something wrong with you or right with you. The devil will attack anyone. He'll try. So it's scriptural to be attacked. Let me give you an example. If it was not scriptural to be attacked, then why, honest question, why would we ever need the shield of faith? Because go back to Ephesians 6 and read the purpose of the shield of faith. What does it do? It quenches all of the fiery darts of the wicked one. Why would you even need the shield if the enemy wasn't going to launch any fiery darts at you? Of course you need the shield. What's the point of the breastplate of righteousness? Why do we need the helmet of salvation? Why the belt of truth? Why do we need to have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace? Why would we need the sword of the spirit? Why do you need the shield of faith? If there's no attack and understand something and be encouraged by this, be encouraged by this. Just because the devil attacks you does not mean you have no faith, does not mean that you're some subpar Christian, doesn't mean that God's mad at you and doesn't mean that he's lifted his hedge of protection around. It just means you're a Christian. That's all it means. That's all it means. And the devil doesn't like the fact that you are 
what he can never be. He does not like the fact that you are made in the likeness and in the image of God, which he wanted. He said, I will be like the most high God. I will sit on the throne. I will ascend into the heavens. All of the things. I did a broadcast on this once. It'll help you if you go back and listen. I can't remember. You'll find it if you just, uh, I believe we titled it in a way that you could find it. But think about it. Uh, All of the things the devil wanted to be after God ejected him from heaven. And Jesus said, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. After God ejected him from heaven, he then created man in his image and in his likeness and goes on to make us all of the things that Satan wanted to be. Just to rub it in his face. Think about it. He said, I will be like the most high God. No, you won't. Let us create man in our image and likeness. So we're like the most high God. He said, I will sit on a throne. No, you won't. But now when Jesus is raised up, the Bible says when we were dead in our trespasses and sins, he raised us up together with Christ and made us sit in heavenly places with Christ. So think about that. The devil wanted a throne. God said, no, then God gave you a throne. The devil wanted to be like the most high. God said, no, then he made you like the most high. He said, I will ascend into the heavens. No, you won't, but I'll make my children ascend into the heavens. All the things the devil wanted to be, God said no, and then gave them to you. Why do you think the enemy is so mad every time he looks at you? Because you are all the things he wanted to be, but could never be. And so what does he do? He attacks all of those things in you. He hates Christ in you. He hates the new creation reality. But that doesn't mean he has authority. All authority has been stripped from him and given to you. So don't feel bad if the enemy has ever attacked you. Maybe you're going through an attack right now. Just give God praise that you've got authority and dominion over the attack of the devil and that you are victorious. You're victorious. You're not victorious because of what you've done. The Bible says, thanks be unto God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so that's the key. Understanding that you have the authority to withstand every attack. So uh, remove this fear from your life. So, well, God tells me to do something. What if I act on it? What if I step out and the devil starts to attack? Who cares? He's going to attack anyway. Did you ever think of that? There's people that don't want to step out by faith and do what the Lord's telling them to do because they'll say, well, what if I do it? Then the devil attacks me as I'm trying to accomplish it. Let me give you a newsflash. He's going to attack you anyway, whether or not you try to step out and do it. So why not obey God no matter what the devil's doing? Don't make any plans based upon what the devil's doing. Make all your plans based upon what God said. Thank you, Jesus. By the way, Ed, please, please uh, send me by text or by direct message that testimony from Colleen. Phenomenal. What an amazing thing. See, Colleen had an attack against her body and scheduled to go into the doctor, went into the doctor. 
her kidneys, apparently stones, and then stones so big that she couldn't even pass them, they had to remove. And when they got in there, of course, I know her pastor's been praying, her church family's been praying, we've been praying, and then got into the hospital, and the doctor said, we can't find any stones. Thank you, Jesus. How do you go from having multiple stones, some so big you can't pass them, to going into the doctor's office and the doctor looking at you and say, I can't see any stones. You can be attacked, but you can overcome in the attack through the power of the Holy Ghost. The word of God is higher. The word of God is higher than every attack of the devil. Thank you, Jesus. And so I'm encouraging you because as we get ready to step into 2022, one thing we have to do as a victory tribe together is make up our minds. I am going to take quick action on what God speaks to me. I'm not going to journal it and then sit on it for three years. I'm going to take quick action because we're going to another level, my friends. We are going to another level. We're not going to sit around and be the same we always have been. And let me, let me say this, 2022 is not going to be like 2021. Whether it was the best year of your life, worst year of your life, it's not going to be the same. It's going to be much better than 2021 was. It's not going to be like 2020. It's not going to be like 2019. God's taken us higher. And by faith and through his word and by his spirit, we're going to go to another level by the power of the Holy Spirit. Get ready for it. It's going to be glorious. It's our year of divine possession in Jesus' name. We're going to have what we've never had. We're going to do what we've never done. We're going to go where we've never gone in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And before I let you go on this Christmas Eve to get back to bacon and shopping and spend time with your family, I want to pray for you because what we're setting our faith for is the biggest that we've ever seen. We are not satisfied with where we've been. We know God has more and we're setting our faith to make a greater impact, to do more for the kingdom than we've ever done before and get ready for God to grab us by his mighty right hand and exalt us. The Bible says in Psalm 75, verse six and seven, promotion does not come from the east or the west or the south. Promotion comes from the Lord and he alone decides who will rise and who will fall. Our prayer is, Lord, always let us be in position to rise and never fall in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let me pray for you today. Father, I thank you for every faithful member of the Victory Tribe. Thank you, Lord, that you have great plans for us. We desire to hear your voice. We thank you, Lord, as we get ready to enter into this time of consecration through prayer and fasting, that you will open up the heavens, that you'll pour out revelation and knowledge and guidance and wisdom and lead us like we've never been led by your spirit. Let us clearly hear your voice. Let us obey your voice. Let us please you with our lives in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for all that you're doing in our families and in our ministries and in our businesses. But Lord, give us a greater open door in this new year. Give us greater opportunities than we've ever had. Let it be our year of divine possession that will hold what we've never held, go where we've never gone, do what we've never done for your glory. Take all the honor, take all the glory for it in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for that. Lord, I pray you bless all of our families during this Christmas season, as we're spending time with family, as we're celebrating the birth of Christ. I pray, Lord, that you'd bless our children, 
Bless our families. I pray you give us overwhelming peace through these holidays, overwhelming joy. Lord, let us be a blessing to others. We thank you for it and give you honor and praise for so many wonderful blessings. We can't even count them all. We can't even list them all. We're so blessed. And it's only because of you. We thank you, Lord, and we give you all the praise in Jesus' wonderful name. And if you believe it, somebody say amen. Before you go, I challenge you to sow a Christmas seed for the gospel. Do what the Lord asked you to do today. You can go to miracleword.com. All the ways to give are there. And I want to say thank you to everybody that's standing with Carolyn and me as we're preaching this gospel. Get ready to run in 2022. It's going to be so amazing. So amazing. Um, Let me just say for the month of December, we love Pastor Mark Hankins and we're going to put his book in your hand. For those of you that have partnered with us, Faith Opens the Door to the Supernatural for everybody that sows $85 or more in December. MiracleWord.com forward slash offer is where you need to go to fill out the form. Let us know where to send it. Don't forget the brand new book is available, 21 Day Fast Field Guide. You can get it on Amazon right now. Uh, and it should be to your house before the new year. The ebook will be available starting next week for Kindle and for Apple Books as well, and you won't want to miss it. But grab your copy before we begin this fast. And if you don't have the book that we released last year, A Complete Guide to Biblical Fasting, uh, the most, now I'm not saying this because I wrote it, I've read a lot. I got my hands on every possible thing that I could get my hands on for fasting and prayer written by Pentecostals. And uh, I wanted to write the most complete uh, guide that there is. And I've not found anything more complete than this. It's about 240 some pages of content. Everything you need to know about biblical fasting, all the types of fasts, uh, everything, everything. Frequently asked questions. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on ebook. Uh, it'll bless you. I love you so much. Have a very, very Merry Christmas. I love you. I lo- hope your children are squealing, screaming, and run around the house, get all they want. Uh, but I'll see you again next week. I love you. Merry Christmas. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.